Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Wellness Wednesday Inspiration. My name is Fernanda. I'm here with Dr. Linda, and we have Dr. Tiffany James as a guest today. Before we start, I do want to give a heads up and apologize in advance. Uh, there is going to be some noise in the background, so I will be muting myself in and out uh, because of the noise in the background, but just bear with me it's, if it's uh, noisy and if it's a little bit distracting, I will make my best to, or do my best to make sure that I'm muted uh, in between when Dr. Tiffany and Dr. Linda are speaking to not uh, interrupt the podcast. On another note, Dr. Linda, how was your week and how is your week? Pretty good. Pretty good. It was, was it a three-day weekend? It is. It was Memorial Day. <laughs> See, the, all the days just start like going together, you know, and because we're working, even like on weekends, we work, you know, <laughs> even holidays, we work. But it was great. No complaints. I mean, it was a really good weekend. Had my son, had my son here, and it was just good to connect with him and see him. How was yours? What you do? It was great. Spent a lot of time with family. We went to my brother's house. We had a bar barbecue. We swam in the pool. Uh, it was pretty nice. The kids had a lot of fun. So yeah, every time that we get to spend time with the family, it's always a good time. Yeah, I hear you. Well, that's good. Well, we got a good show coming up too. Yes. yes. So we have today Dr. Tiffany James. And actually, I met Dr. Tiffany a few months back, and I adore this lady. She's so awesome. Her personality, her mission, everything that she's doing, it's its just wonderful. So it is my pleasure to bring her on the show today with Dr. Linda. And Dr. Tiffany is a speaker. She's a self-published author, a business consultant who was born and raised in sunny the sunny city of Jacksonville, Florida. She graduated from a doc, uh, she has a, she's a doctor, she's Dr. Tiffany James. She graduated as a pharmacist and actually worked as a pharmacist for some time and actually had a shift in her career. So I will let her talk a little bit more about that. But she obtained her doctorate of pharmacy degree from Florida A&M University. She utilizes her story to empower and motivate adolescents in her community. She has never allowed her life's hardships to limit her on her dreams, goals, and aspirations. And I can attest to that. I have seen her tremendous growth over the past few months. She is the founder and president of S&H Evolve Inc., which is a 501 nonprofit organization. And she served on the board of directors as a former vice chairman for the Tampa Bay Black Chamber of Commerce. How cool is that? Uh, she also prides herself as the creator of Mommy's Mission, a business consultancy and networking platform for mothers. And recently, she expanded her business by starting a virtual academy, Mommy's Mission University, to assist mothers in creating business empires from home. So pretty amazing, all of her, literally all of her accomplishments that she's been able to do from being a doctor of pharmacy to creating the nonprofit to creating this university and now her online empire. So without further ado, let's welcome Dr. Tiffany James. Dr. Tiffany, how are you? Hi. Hi, ladies. Hello, Dr. Marquez and Mrs. Castaneda. 
<laughs> I am so happy to be here with you all. Yes, we're so happy to have you here. And really to learn a little bit more about you, your story as a pharmacist, what you learned in that journey, and then kind of what you're doing right now, how you how you came upon like transitioning your careers from being a doctor to uh, now living as a full-time entrepreneur. So excited to have you here. And um, I, I would like to start, Dr. Tiffany, by asking you, how did you, or why actually, did you pursue a career in pharmacology? Well, I'll tell you, I am the type of person where I was this high school student that didn't recognize my passion. I always knew that I liked to help people, but there was no specific path that I really wanted to go down. But I knew because I was kind of like a, a brainiac, uh, whatever path I chose, I wanted to make sure that I was going to make decent money when I graduated. So I think that's one reason why it wasn't so hard for me to leave my job or leave that career because ultimately it wasn't so much of a passion to go into pharmacy. I think it was more so about helping people. So I just wanted, I just chose a career path that will ultimately help people in the end. So That's awesome how you, I love just your honesty about it because sometimes people are like, all right, well, I'm going to go make some money. So I'm going to go be a pharmacist or I'm going to go be an optometrist. And, and then they follow that career and they're like, whoa, <laughs> this was not what I expected. And for you coming from, you want to help people. And with, you know, a lot of people, what they don't know about pharmacists is that they are doctors you know, that they, they all have a doctorate. So when you go see your pharmacist, they'll, you know, if it says just their name, they're actually, she's just not Tiffany. She's Dr. <laughs> Tiffany, <laughs> you know, just so, because a lot of people don't know that and, and need to respect the, um, the training. And it's not that you're, I mean, you all know drugs and prescription drugs way better than the doctors that are prescribing it. So, you know, we'd like to, you know, kind of hear the ins and out about that, because a lot of people don't really know, be, you know, the scenes behind the scenes, sort of speak. They go to the pharmacy, they pick up their prescription that their doctor wrote them out and and they don't ask questions. But I know you do. You had done things differently. So I think that's where your passion of I just want to help people. And so you kind of take us along that little journey of like, you know, what are some you know nuggets that you would pass along? So um, it's so nice that we're having this conversation because now I can make people a little bit aware of pharmacy and just the different aspects of pharmacy. So unfortunately, but fortunately, <laughs> I was a pharmacy manager in a retail setting. But there are also different settings in pharmacy. So you have pharmacists that are in the hospitals. You have pharmacy that work for the um, Food and Drug Administration, the CDC. I mean, pharmacists are everywhere in different settings. I chose to go the retail route. So I was the manager at what, like CVS or your, basically your drug stores that you'll pick up your prescriptions from. But just in, in that arena, what I was responsible for as a manager and 
the pharmacy realm and retail was to oversee the operations of just everything. So I, I had to hire and fire. I had to train. I had to dispense. I had, I mean, you name it. Anything that was done in the retail setting, of course, I was in charge of that. Now, of course, with pharmacy, uh, we're not allowed to um, to diagnose people. We leave that up to Dr. Marquez, you know? <laughs> um, so doctors, medical doctors are typically the um, go-to or the people who diagnose um, drugs or just diagnose um, different illnesses. We as the pharmacist comes into play when it comes to the treatment aspect of it. So if um, someone may have a, a blood pressure of maybe a little high, but not too, too high, we'll say, hey, we'll recommend, you know, a certain medication. If it goes beyond a certain point, then we'll say, okay, maybe you need to try X, Y, and Z. So our expertise really comes from um, the state in which the patient is in and also what the doctor is kind of leaning towards. So we work hand in hand in that um, manner, but Ultimately, the doctors have the final say, of course. Did you ever get tempted like to like you're saying someone comes in with such a so common high blood pressure and you're and, like you just want to have a conversation with them. It's like, like, well, why? Why do you have high blood? Are you under stress or are you and you see them and you it's so obvious that they're stressed out. Maybe they're carrying a little extra weight. They're perspiring and they're huffing and puffing, just walking you know, to pick up your prescription, do you like get, were you like the one that like kind of pulled them to the side or say, well, maybe blah, 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 blah. Because <laughs> typically you don't hear that. But I kind of figured that maybe you were one of those. <laughs> yes, I was one of those. And that's what made me so passionate about helping my customers. I was the type of pharmacist where if there was a customer that needed extra care or that extra attention, um, and I saw something that was deeper. So as Dr. Marquez stated, um, you know, you have someone who may be a little overweight or, you know, that's not dieting or have that balance in nutrition, you will have that conversation with them. Hey, you know, you have high blood pressure, most likely because your diet isn't right. I would have that open dialogue with my customers. It was so important. And that's um, what typically brought my customers back to the pharmacy, just creating that rapport in which they can come back and they trusted me as their pharmacist. Now, to go a little bit deeper, when pharmacy became more business and we were taken out of that realm of being able to spend that time with our customers, that's when the job became unfulfilling because now we're meeting business metrics and that's at the forefront of pharmacy now. So you're um, trying to meet metrics, but then my heart was for my customers. So it's trying to balance the two, which made it very stressful, so. And Dr. Tiffany, I don't know if I have shared with you, but I was also, of course, in my medical profession, diagnosing and treating all the time, right? Sending prescriptions over and over. 
And then I had that big realization that a lot of the diseases or most of the diseases are mindset related. And then it starts from the mind and then it goes to the actions that we take every single day. So how you think subconsciously, unconsciously decides on what kind of behaviors you act upon. And then those behaviors over time cause disease, whether it's not exercising enough or not eating the right type of foods or getting under stress all the time, et cetera, et cetera. So a lot of the disease that we see today, diseases today are literally lifestyle based on mindset. And so when I had that realization, I'm like, okay, I cannot continue to operate in the medicine profession like I was before, because I know now that we we need to attack the problem from the root cause, right? And so I went into a completely different field when it was educating people about mindset, educating people about holistic health, educating people about their lifestyle choices, not just prescribing and treating, right? So did you have that realization too as a pharmacist or what was that big aha moment that made you kind of see things or medicine in a different light? If we're going to be honest, um, I saw a lot of things in the background that's not really talked about up front. So I would see like, I'll just say for an example, the side effects of medication. So you may have a doctor that may prescribe a medication just like for your typical blood pressure. You may have an elevation in blood pressure. But over time, that same medication has side effects. So you take it for a long period of time. After a while, you may have another disease state that occurs that you have to treat with another medication. So you have these um, I wouldn't say 100% healthy people, but these average people who may go from just taking one medication to now five to 10 prescriptions a day because the medication has caused so much adverse effects over time and it's affected other organs and caused other issues. So that's how it's not always, it is about the person's lifestyle, of course, but a lot of times it's the adverse reactions of medications that causes additional disease states as well. And the interesting, the interesting thing is too, with some of the stats, people don't, I mean, you can talk a little bit about this, but even properly prescribed drugs, I think it's like the third leading cause of death properly prescribed and that's just kind of to that should be I think an encouragement for people or red flag for people say hey maybe I need to change things up a little bit here is that where you kind of saw some of the challenges or what would you tell someone like kind of encourage them or maybe give them a handout or something or pamphlet or something Right. So that's where the counseling came into practice when it came to me with my customers. So I would tell them, okay, this is what you may look forward to as part of this medication therapy, you know, and ultimately this may happen. So you might have to get on another medication. So this medication may cause you to have increase in cholesterol. So you may end up on the cholesterol medication because of the adverse effects of this drug and so on and so forth. But just to add to that, um, there are a lot of drugs out here and 
I want to be very truthful and transparent. So some of these drugs, how they are made in a sense, there are some type of agents in them that may be um, like a carcinogen. All right. So just in case anyone doesn't know, it means an agent in a drug that may cause cancer. Now, that same drug can be approved and go through the FDA and be approved mm -hmm. to consume, right? Only because it's under a certain level in which the amount of carcinogens, carcinogens that are in the drug. So as long as they say under a certain amount, it's okay. But then you see now there is like an increase in people who has cancer. And a lot of people are like, oh, we don't know where, where this cancer is coming from. Mm. That's, that's a good point there because I wasn't, you know, you hear about that, but not, you don't really think about that. You think more it's your lifestyle, but actually taking medication has become part of a lifestyle for some people, but it's not a healthy lifestyle. So what are what are some other things that you would want people to know? I mean, gosh, there, <laughs> the FDA will approve, even though it still may cause some other, you know, some other issues. And once again, about everything has a side effect. Some things are, a lot of these diseases are caused by lifestyle what are some other things that maybe people don't know that you would kind of like want them to know? <laughs> um, well, of course, with medications, with all medications, they're only suppressants. So these medications are not to cure. They're only suppressing whatever the disease state is. So as long as you're taking your medications, you're typically fine. Sometimes your bo body gets tolerant of the medication and you may have to take an alternative or either or either add therapy on top of it but they're only suppressing the disease states but and i know dr marquez can talk a little bit more about the holistic part of things but as long as you get the foundation or make sure that the underlying issue is being resolved, then the disease will typically go away. So that comes from just eating healthy, exercising. Um, and of course, it's more to holistic health than, you know, eating right and exercising. But those are like the main two things that you can incorporate into your daily routine to um, ultimately get rid of those disease states. And I think one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that even though a medication is prescribed for, for example, for migraines, the mm -hmm. way that it works is by altering the way that your, your body operates regularly. And so when you block or when you enhance different parts of your system, it interrupts other processes. It's kind of like a cascade of things. So it's like a domino effect. When you block something, then it blocks everything else that follows. Or when you enhance it, it may enhance everything else that follows. And so that's why a lot of medications have so many side effects in different parts of your body. So, for example, if you take a migraine medication, the side effects may be headaches or it may be um, dizziness or it may be nausea or it may be indigestion or it may be fainting or it may be shaking or it may be something that has nothing to do with the reason why you took the medication. Mm 
And the reason why it's because it really affects everything else that follows in your system, in your body. So when I when I had that, when I was prescribing and I would see the list of side effects and it really goes from organ system to organ system. So like literally digestive system side effects and it's like a bunch and the nervous system side effects and it's a lot. And when I, when I realized, okay, of course, it's going to affect so many other things because we are really, even though it's taken for one reason, it affects so many others. Mm-hmm. And so that was a huge thing for me to realize as well when I, was, when I was prescribing medications all the time. And how do you balance between, okay, should I prescribe it for this thing, knowing that it may cause a disruption in so many other things, or, you know, what's, what's that fine line? And, and that was a, a little bit of a struggling, you know, issue for me at the time. So, Dr. Tiffany, you left the field of pharmacy. How long ago? Uh, just this year, I left. So, okay. I'm, I'm very new. <laughs> and what exactly prompted you to leave the field of, of pharmacology? Because you went to school for a while. How, how long was the, the schooling for? Ooh, that was six years. Okay. So a long time. Long time. But as I stated prior, because ultimately I went into the field because I knew I liked to help people, it wasn't so hard for me to leave. But I will be honest and say there were a cascade of events that happened that led to me leaving because ultimately I knew that I had a higher calling on my life. And so when we talk about a higher calling and we refer to purpose and living in purpose, ultimately, I I find that a lot of people struggle with not necessarily knowing their purpose, but knowing the vehicle or the path in which they will fulfill their purpose. So with me, I know my purpose is to teach and to serve others, but how am I supposed to do that? I was doing it in pharmacy. I was counseling people. I was teaching them about medications and life, their lifestyles, and I was serving them. So, and this was every day, but I felt as though everything has its timing. So it became very unfulfilling. So that vehicle in which I was supposed to fulfill my purpose was ultimately coming to an end. So now I'm doing it in such a, in another way. That is so interesting. I mean, I, I think that's a really big takeaway, just exactly what you said, because you spent all these years, all this money you've invested. And I don't want to say spent, you invested a lot of your time, you know, in, in the education, money, um, and in a career. And I think speaking to a lot of people out there, just because you start out this way doesn't mean that you have to continue that path for the rest of your life. It, because it, I personally think that sickness also happens because people are not, they're not fulfilling their calling. They're not fulfilling their passion. And I think the highest, most respected is service. And as doctors, you know, healthcare practitioners, we're all about service. However, if it's going to be done or has to be done in a um, confined way where someone is telling you how you need to do it, you know, that becomes stressful. And then in turn, that impacts your health. But you made a really bold 
a bold decision to kind of pivot and walk away from what you knew well and invested a lot of time and money to kind of take a chance and go in a different way, which can also be um, kind of stressful. But yet I think it's going to be fulfilling because you are a teacher at heart. Doctor means teacher. So that was a really bold move. And I think a lot of people need to realize that kind of a take home message would be you have to do what's right for you. Everyone else may not agree. I don't know. That'd be interesting to get in a story with, well, what did your husband think? Like, what? You're going to be leaving? What? You know, that's like a, you're a lot of money for our family and so forth. But your heart, I mean, we kind of have that conflict as women. Like we want to, we want to serve. We want to be part of um, contributing to the finances of the family. But at the same time, it's just like, uh, it's just not aligning with your values. So thank you for being so transparent and sharing that with people because that's a hard thing to do. I mean, what would you tell someone that, you know, and maybe that's why you started this whole mommy, you know, this mommy entrepreneur type of um, business, virtual academy school. Is it that one of the reasons you started it because it's also impacting their health? Yes. Okay. So just to touch a little bit on how my husband felt about me leaving. So I had this conversation with him, right? I told him, I said, listen, I'm leaving. Like I told him, I was like, oh, tomorrow's my last day. Right. And he was like, okay. All right. So the next day I left and I talked to him on the phone and he was like, wait, what? You left your job? I'm like, we just talked about this. What are you saying? But to be honest with you, I know just through my faith, it had to be the grace of God that was just over him and hovering over him. Because even in that process, after that conversation, when I tell you it has been such a peace over him and I have not known him, like I wouldn't have never guessed in a million years, this would be his persona after I left a six-figure job, you know? So it's just been a piece over him about this whole um, matter of events. So I know that he knows that it was done for a higher purpose and it wasn't just my ultimate decision on my own. So yes, I started mommy's mission. <laughs> University, because there are a lot of women out here. So I'll tell you how the university came into um, play or just mommy's mission in general. So during the pandemic, there was like 806. Well, by September 2020, there was like 865,000 women. Um, one fourth of them were mothers who had to quit their jobs or were forced to leave because of care caretaking for their families. Okay, a lot of these mothers, some of them single mothers, were the only um, person or only parent providing benefits within their household, so they lost all of that. So I felt compelled to help these group of women in some type of way um, to compensate for their losses in wages and also so that they can be able to pay for benefits. And the only way that 
I could think of in that moment or that came to me was for them to become an entrepreneur. So I'm like, I really enjoy teaching people how to build a proper foundation for their businesses. So let me teach business. But I also have courses on balancing motherhood and entrepreneurship because it's so important to do so, to know how to balance it. It can be very stressful, but there are ways in which you can balance it successfully through just knowing how to, um, you know, exercise, of course, and know how to relieve certain stress out of your life. So it's very important. Wow. That is so inspiring. And actually the fact that you saw the major challenge that women were encountering at the time and literally turn it into this massive opportunity to provide help to so many people. And really a lot of times we, I feel like women overall are undervalued in what they do for caregiving for their kids. We are expected to work full time and then go and take care of the house and take care of the kids. And so when, when women see themselves in a situation where something happens, something like COVID happens unexpected, and they're no longer able to do that, it puts women and children in a very vulnerable and difficult position. So learning how to literally be able to create their own thing, their own business or their own adventure to call their own and, and manage it and administer it and make money from it and be successful. It's, it's probably one of the most empowering ways that you can help a, a person, a woman, and of course their, their children as well. So that is um, impressive and amazing for you to have seen the opportunity and, and literally acted upon it in a short period of time because COVID started at the, at the beginning of last year and by September you had already created mommy's mission. So that was awesome. Now, is, I want to ask you what exactly, like if somebody wants to work with you, if you know, someone listening to the podcast says, Oh my God, I want to, you know, learn more about your services. What is it exactly that they would expect? What do you do? How can they find you? Okay, so they can go to www.drtiffanyjames.com. I found a way to just integrate everything because there are different things that I do. So I have Mommy's Mission, which is my business consultancy. So this is just a platform where you can contact me and we can have a consultation on what it is that you desire in business. We go over like creative ideations for your business. What is it that you want to do? We figure out the business plan, every, anything that you would like or you need help with in business. I do consultations. So that's mommy's mission, but I have mommy's mission university where there's a platform for you to take courses. So you learn the foundations of business. You learn how to put together a business plan. You learn about branding, marketing, how to balance motherhood and entrepreneurship. I mean, you name it, just balancing or finding um, ways to secure your children's financial future. I mean, there are a ton of courses that's available for mothers. So, so Dr. Tiffany, what would qualify you to be able to teach these women to be able to do this? Because you also had ran a nonprofit, right? 
Yes, ma'am. So I created a nonprofit organization. So I'm the president and founder of She Evolved Inc. And that's the 501c3 nonprofit organization. And what we do is we empower minority girls through self-awareness, personal development, career preparedness, as well as financial literacy. So through those different um, aspects of our mission, I've been able to learn uh, tons and tons of information by going and seeking the information, but also reaching out to different professionals within those industries. And I've learned so much over the course of just having that nonprofit. A lot of people don't know that my nonprofit was the first business that I started before I began my profitable businesses. So just starting that nonprofit really set me up in business now. So I I have to say, well, thank you, Dr. Marquez, for asking that question because that's very important in my on my path, my journey. And creating a, it sounds like to me what you're doing too is you're creating a community, and I think that's really important for a community of women, and and really from could be globally, but you probably specialize more with women here in the states just because you're more familiar with starting up whether it's going to be a nonprofit or for profit for other women to connect and say hey i need help with this or or just requiring one another services so i think that's awesome what you're doing i think it's going to continue to to just grow and prosper even more than what it is now so thank you for for you know creating that so it's a place for women to go because like y'all said earlier i mean we we've been doing so much and we get lost in everything and i think to really fulfill and enjoy life i think service is always going to be part of it being a mom being a, a wife being a daughter whatever um or be really it, it's just really important and just part of us fulfilling um our daily mission of just being the best version of self so thank you for that you're welcome. And thank you for being here with us. I have enjoyed learning even more about you, things that I didn't know, and really about your experience as a pharmacist. I find it very, honestly, very empowering for people who even despite their education or despite what their family may think or despite anything else, that they take upon what they feel is their higher calling or their mission. And they say, you know what, I'm just going to follow what my heart says, what my intuition says, and being able to walk away from a profitable career to literally follow your dreams. So thank you. Thank you for that. And thank you for being here and sharing your story and being so open and so transparent with us and with the audience. You're welcome. Thanks for having me, ladies. I really enjoyed this. I really enjoyed this. This is a wonderful platform. I do watch your your episodes, you know, on the replay. You all are doing amazing work out here. Thank you all. Thank you. And I think to finalize, do you guys feel a quote? Do you feel do you have a quote that comes to mind, Dr. Tiffany? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, Dr. Marquette. <laughs> well, oh, you know, one that, that, you know, one for me personally right now is this is kind of goes back to my olden days, though, in, in college was um, I can do all things through Christ. 
that's just a very powerful one. And so it's like saying it throughout the day, throughout the day. That's just for me. It's it's an um, I want to see in Proverbs. Right. Oh man, I love that one. Wow. Um. Ooh. Look, I'm trying. I'm trying to find something that's really good and really inspiring. Mm-hmm. I'll let you go, Fernanda. All right. <laughs> I would go with don't go where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. And I think that reflects something that you did and basically the entire episode as a whole. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Correct. That's that's a wonderful one. Okay. So I will quote my favorite scripture that helped me to get through my toughest times, especially in college. Now, this is not verbatim, but this is how it goes. The race is not given to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, but to he that endured to the end. Mm-hmm. That got me to where I am today. I heavily rely on that scripture. That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much. That was awesome. You're welcome. Thank you all for having me. I enjoyed this. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. And um I will see you next week. Yes. Sounds and good. We'll see everyone next week. Thanks. We'll see you all next week. Yeah. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Okay.